feet. Live from the WeatherTight Windows Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's time for John's Choice on Drew Garabo Live. Patty Austin and James Ingram. Baby, come to me. Ain't no second chance. You got to My favorite lyric in this song is Don't let it slide. It's like, baby, come There's to me. You got a spot right there in your trousers, and it looks like come to me. When you find another heart that needs to share. I might get it wrong. up the biggest news stories of the day, passes them around, and we all expand our minds a little bit while I play lullaby versions of popular songs. Say, John, let me ask you something. If I were to look and oppress the flesh with a fellow like you and throw some axes at the same time, where's the premier place that I could do that? I'm really glad that you asked me that, Drew. Because asked the, you that. The, the, the answer is bury the hatchet, and it is in uh, it's in Brandon. They say Tampa, but it's Brandon, mm-hmm. nine three nine Oakfield Drive. A week from tomorrow, April 9th, I will be there from twelve to two. I've been there before. It's an amazing place. Uh, I love throwing axes. To me, once you figure out how to do it, it's a lot of fun. Once you can, you know, sink some bullseyes. They have a bunch of different games. You do tic tac toe, cricket. cricket. Yeah, you can do cricket with love an axe, cricket. which is pretty fun. Uh, We'll have some drinks. It'll be a great time. And during the time that I will be there, you can get 20% off. If you want to give them a call and uh, reserve your spot, 813-556-7137. Or you can go to the website, burythehatchet.com. Just make sure you pick the right time frame, 12 to 2, next Saturday, April 9th. Uh, Use code BONE20 for 20% off. And I look forward to seeing everybody at Bury the Hatchet in Brandon. Is that bone twenty or is that bone twenty? It's, it is. I I think you can try both, but I would try bone two zero. Good to know. Good news. Uh, if you like the plant, I hope. I feel. I say this every time a piece pops up because there just hasn't been that thing exciting enough to really change anything. Let's hope this is the first movement in real change. Mm. The House passed legislation earlier today that would legalize marijuana. Let me run that back. Mm. It would legalize marijuana nationwide, eliminating criminal penalties for anyone who manufactures, distributes, distributes, or possesses the substance. Lawmakers approved the measure in a vote uh, 220 to 204. The legislation dubbed the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, a little wordy, uh, passed in the House last year but did not move forward in the Senate. In addition to decriminalizing marijuana at the federal level, That's why it feels like this has happened before, because it's happened before. Um, In addition to decriminalizing marijuana at the federal level, the bill would establish procedures for expunging previous convictions 
from people's records and impose a tax on the sale of cannabis products. The tax would begin at 5% and eventually increase to 8%. Funding raised through the tax would go toward a fund to provide job training, mentoring, substance use and abuse treatment, legal aid, re-entry services, and youth recreation programs. It would also provide loans to help small businesses in the cannabis industry that are owned and controlled by socially and economically disadvantaged individuals. That coming from a summary of the bill, this landmark legislation is one of the most important criminal justice reforms in history. That coming from uh, beloved House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, She said in remarks on the floor, Pelosi said that the legislation would deliver justice for those harmed by brutal, unfair consequences of criminalization. I gotta say, I agree with her on that. I just... What a bizarre feeling it must be if you're someone sitting behind bars for a nonviolent marijuana charge and you're looking out at the world where there are TV shows on your Netflix where people cook with it. There are, you know, everything you could ever think of. It has been glorified in so many ways and in so many states now legal uh, while they still lock people up. I think not only will it be great to get the plant free, but also get some of these people free or help them get that way uh, who are sitting behind bars for marijuana charges. I mean, you know, we support that. Yeah. Uh, 37 states and Washington, D.C. have enacted laws legalizing medical marijuana with 18 states in D.C. legalizing marijuana for recreational purposes. God, so, that is, when you say it like that, that is huge that we've it, made that much progress. It really is, because I think even, you know, five years ago, you sit and you hear numbers like that, and they seem like a dream. So who knows what will really happen first? Will it be uh, Florida being able to step up and get recreational? Will it be the government at a federal level being able to decriminalize? I don't really know, but I do know that this is the place you're going to hear the news break, uh, especially if it happens between 2 and 6. Uh the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, uh, will leave her job. We oh. had to find out if this was really uh, news or if it was an April Fool's joke. Nobody should ever announce anything of, of serious note on April Fool's Day uh-uh. because uh, I realize when I say you've got to make sure everything's real on April Fool's Day, do that every other day, too, <laughs> especially if it takes place on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, but Jen Psaki will leave her job for MSNBC this spring. Two sources familiar with the deal uh, have uh, reported Saki's upcoming department uh, departure uh, first reported by Axios with sources confirming to The Hill the news follows speculation over whether the press secretary was looking for a job at MSNBC or CNN mm. while she's been out of the briefing room uh, with COVID-19. So the timing is a little bit you know, interesting. and. I imagine she was working on it, a little extra COVID. You only have to be gone for five days with COVID. So right. Unless she got very sick, uh, I would imagine some of those days have been spent uh, tightening up her new job. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has also been out with COVID-19. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield has had most of the briefings. Uh, it is unclear who will fill the void, and it is expected that Jen Psaki will, uh, will be hanging on for at least the next couple weeks. So I... That makes sense to me. Good time to leave the Biden administration. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that big of a leap, personally. I think she gets to probably say all the things she would say on the, uh, uh, you know, on the podium. But uh, I I would like an unfiltered Saki. Like, I think she's feisty. I I want her to get a little bit more raw. Yeah, I think, um, and I've I've seen kind of conflicting stuff that it's going to be MSNBC, but also that she's going to be doing a series uh, for Peacock. So I don't know what that, uh, what that looks like, but... How about Saki and Kaylee McEnany uh, oh. go at each other every single show? I like love political that. issues and the two of them debate them? I love that. That would be, uh, 
I'd watch the hell yeah. out of that. I wonder if... Sans pants. I just feel would MSNBC even let uh, Kaylee be on their on their network? No, the but, libs would freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it is interesting that street doesn't go both ways because I do think they would welcome Saki at Fox. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences uh, they lied to us. Uh, they did not ask Will to leave. Uh, go figure. We said that yesterday, not knowing that it was true. Uh, despite claiming that the actor didn't comply with request to go, according to a new report, the Academy released a statement uh, Wednesday to clarify that Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused. Uh, but sources claim the organization never attempted to give the King Richard actor the boot, that coming from TMZ. In fact, uh, the show producer, Will Packer, told Smith he could stay. Uh, citing sources with direct knowledge who attended the show, some Oscar officials did uh, did want the actor to leave, but the group never came to a consensus. Uh, sources previously told TMZ that Will Smith was asked to leave by two Academy head honchos, uh, being David Rubin and Don Hudson. Um, they were furious. But they never said anything or asked him to leave. Of course not. Uh, you know, a lot of these reports coming out from this interview that, uh, you know, the headline that's being seen a lot is that Chris Rock saved the Oscars because the way that he handled it, he didn't want anything. The, the, you know, they're saying that the police were there ready to arrest Will Smith. Chris Rock said repeatedly, no, no, no. You know, if Chris Rock fights back or does a, a number of different things, this goes uh, completely different. So the fact that he not only got smacked in the face, but then just kept it trucking, gave out the award he was there to give out. Uh, if you are with the Oscars, at, at the higher-ups, you've got to be very appreciative because that uh, could have gone one million different ways. Chris Rock, the picture of professionalism when you might not suspect that. Who would have thought? Uh, I'm just going to be honest. When I see the name Hope Solo, I don't even know that I saw the pictures, but I just think of her droopy vagina in the photos that have spread all over the internet. Uh, the former goalie for the U.S. women's national team was arrested for alleged DWI in North Carolina yesterday. Uh, in a report, Solo, was, uh, who was 40, was taken into custody in the parking lot of a Walmart in Winston-Salem oh. and uh, processed in Forsyth County Jail. Solo allegedly had two young kids in the car. She is married to former NFL tight end Jeremy Stevens, and they have two, uh, two-year-old twins. It was not immediately clear uh, if it was the twins that were in the car at the time, uh, but that is likely the case. On the advice of counsel, Hope can't speak about the situation but she wants everyone to know that her kids uh, are her life, uh, that, that she was released immediately and is now at home with her family, that the story is more um, sympathetic than the initial charges suggest, and that uh, she looks forward to her opportunity to defend the charges. Sometimes you get angles of a story that change your mind about it. I'm I'm open to hearing what yeah. she's got to say, what really happened. How could it? Like, like if we wanted to write a story yeah. that makes her sympathetic, I'm open to it, but just how do you end up drunk in a Walmart parking lot with your kids and it be sympathetic? I can't think of a single way. Unless, the only way I'm thinking is that somebody, you were out with your friends, I'll All write right. the story, yep. you're out with your friends yep. and your sober husband comes and picks you up and then through some sort of fight, he abandons you and he Ubers out of the car after telling you he would drive you home and then you were stuck in the car with your two kids. Um, I don't know. I just made that story up, but something about being abandoned when you thought you had a driver I think would be the only story. Just about the only story. Yeah, yeah. Um, surprising that this does not happen more, but I've got connections to this area as do you, Drew. Mm. And uh, Two employees at the Leaf Medical Marijuana Dispensary in good old Mount Dora are accused of stealing pounds of product from the 
store over a matter of months. Lake County deputies say the dispensary's security manager initially received an anonymous tip that 24-year-old Danielle Eiler and 24-year-old Hector uh, Roman were stealing bags of marijuana flour from the store each night they worked. The tipster claimed the two employees would fill a machine and claim it was clogged so that they could empty it and keep the excess product. That's smart. I I just feel that way. Anytime I get anything from any of these places, I assume that somebody has 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 scammed have has snuck a nug. Yeah. yeah. Just like, let me let me see here. That looks just one nug too light. Right. That's why I don't tip them. I assume I've yeah. already tipped them yeah. by them helping yeah. themselves to a nug. Uh the caller said they saw the two posting pictures of the marijuana on Snapchat. Uh, that's a smart thing to do. Good Lord. Uh, deputies reviewed surveillance video from the store dating back to the earliest alleged theft in November. According to the sheriff's office, uh, the two can be seen repeatedly taking bags of marijuana to the manager's office over the course of several months before walking out with it concealed on them. Deputies say in all, the two stole approximately 49 bags of marijuana worth a total of $50,000. When interviewed by detectives, they admitted to stealing the 50 bags of flour by hiding it. She said she'd seen them sell it to a friend uh, by the ounce and, and shared a portion of the earnings uh, with, the, with the other guy. When shown a picture, uh, a picture of herself leaving the manager's office with what seemed to be obvious bulges in her pants, yeah. uh, she had to admit that the bulge was marijuana taken from the facility. And not uh, a wiener. With a... <laughs> She's like, actually, uh, I have a penis. Uh, I, I, nobody's saying that we should be scared yet, and I haven't seen an update that uh, that this guy is just out on the run because I think if you're this old and you escape custody, you probably just keep it low. But a New York mobster who worked for the La Cosa Nostra yeah. uh, crime family killing three people and attempting to kill two others has escaped from federal custody after recently being moved to a halfway house, according to the Bureau of Prisons. Uh, Dominic Tadeo, a hitman from a Rochester, New York area crime family, escaped on March 28th after going to an approved medical appointment, according to the Bureau of Prisons websites. Tadeo, 64, had been imprisoned at the Coleman Federal Correction Complex. You ever go by that place? Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, when I go the back way to my parents, uh, you drive by it. There's some... uh, uh, who's there? Um, there's a bunch of famous criminals there, yeah. but uh, a lot of uh, pirates, uh, like um, like Somalian, yeah, pirates? Somalian pirates, really? uh, are held at the uh, the Coleman Federal oh. Correction Complex over there. That's a big facility. It's and scary, and it's so I don't know what it is, but when you, if you ever drive by, this is the weirdest thing to me because it's you see the giant fences and you see a little entrance area, but out on the outer area, some of them even sit outside of the fence. There's workout equipment. It's just the weirdest thing ever. You know how when you go to a park sometime and they'll have those weird little outdoor workout pieces? Yeah. Like, they have those sitting on the sidewalk outside of the prison, and it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. Like between uh, between Sumter County yeah. and Webster. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, that I've told, I tell you this every time we bring it up. You know, that stretch of road is where they filmed the opening scene to uh, Jeepers Creepers. Always forget that. Yeah. Yeah. What it's a movie. A, it's a really, it's really a cool strip of road and uh, it's all being, it, it's all going to be gone. Oh. If you, I was on it two weeks ago, it's all uh, construction oh. now and it's all ripped up. It is no, it's nowhere near as beautiful and as open as it once was. That sucks because that's a nice peaceful drive. <laughs> My is. father-in-law used to live out in Sumter County in Bushnell and you'd take that drive to go back to Mount. 
Aunt Dora to yeah. my sister-in-law's. It's it's shockingly beautiful. Like yeah. you'll be driving out of it and you just get lost. That's just old Florida. Yeah. And, uh, they're tearing it up piece by piece. That sucks. Uh, Tadeo was known as a hitman for hire and killed three men uh, in 1982 and 1983. He twice failed in knocking off a Rochester mob captain, Thomas Mariota. Um, like I said, I, I think if you're this old, if you're in your 60s, you don't have a desire yeah. to go and kill people. Uh, you've got a desire to never go back to prison. But if you've already killed a couple of people and you get cornered, it's really nothing for oh. you to kill another person. Oh, yeah, in that aspect. Yeah. Like, I, w- I would think that his goal in life is to now go away right. and never be seen ever again. But if you get caught, yeah, I, I think he's definitely uh, considered armed and dangerous, to to say the least. For sure. Uh <laughs> This is this is this is pretty funny. It seems borderline fake, but we'll go with it. Uh, this woman got the naked truth about her sleazy ex, uh, armed with a lacy pink thong and oh. seven-inch platform heels. Uh, the mom of two, her name's Missy Peterson, shocked her boyfriend of two years by secretly placing a tracker on his car because uh, he was going out uh, for these these boys' nights and going off oh, the grid. Right. Um, she then followed him to a strip club and hopped on stage to execute. A devastatingly sexy stunt Saying I got on stage in a bra and thong That one of the strippers uh, let me borrow Walked up to him and said Oh, you want a show? I'll give you a show Uh, She left her man that night And claims uh, that she made $100 on stage Okay Yeah How many women follow their men to the strip club? And once you get them inside like, what's your right course of action? Uh, Don't go inside Yeah, I think it's That that would be my thought Is just it's hard to see when you're uh, when you're angry, but uh, I would think that just steering clear of the strip club uh, would be best, and then give him his uh, his lashings later. Correct. Um, can I know that when we, we we hold our police officers in very high regard, and they can't do things that other people can do. But if I'm if I have a free moment as a police officer, and I find a nice wooded area or out in a you know an an, un, an unforeseen area that it is off the beaten trail, can I not have consensual sex? If you're a police officer, no. Okay. Not uh, in your patrol car. Okay. Uh, what about outside of it? What if I bend him over outside of the patrol car? And I think that we're in the middle of nowhere. I would say if you're on duty, probably a bad idea to be having sex. Okay. Well, let me let uh, one of our uh, Atlanta affiliates, WSB, oh, uh, tell the legendary. story of, uh, of of this police officer and how he was railroaded. What up, Pete Briggs? George police officer has resigned after multiple TikTok viral videos. Now, those videos show what appears to be the officer engaging in sexual misconduct while on the job. This video from March 20th has been blurred. You can make out a police car, bushes, and patches of dirt. Investigators say the man in the video is now former officer Larry Ben Thompson from the town of Millen in Jenkins County. Thompson resigned the day after the video was posted. That racked up millions of views online. Thompson also had several other prior cases of misconduct while on the force. They include shooting another officer, T-boning a car, and stalking a woman after running her tag to get her address. Okay, so this guy's got a bad rap, (laughs) but the interesting... I mean, he literally drove out into the middle of nowhere. I mean, there is nobody anywhere there, and and, and because a guy that was working on some sort of electric tower out there zooms in on them and then posts it to TikTok, I, I know this guy is a bad actor and you really can't do this, but it's just... How rare it is that this guy on a on a tower zoomed in on them uh, and, and ended up getting the guy fired. So. You don't think to check up on the tower. You really don't. Maybe you should.
Um, man, if anybody out there likes uh, dabbling in the psilocybin world or a little bit of magic mushrooms, uh-huh. take this as a public service announcement because I, I haven't heard of many negative side effects really long term. I know you can trip your balls off and it can be a bad trip, but uh, this is scary. Some people say they've become temporarily paralyzed after eating magic mushrooms, an unproven risk that Oregon officials are taking seriously as the state becomes the first to legalize psilocybin, the psychedelic ingredient in magic mushrooms. Uh, there's a few different uh, kind of firsthand accounts here. I couldn't even chew. I had to scrape a chip uh, back out of my mouth with my hand because my mouth wouldn't work. One user who experienced what is being called wood lovers paralysis huh? and asked to withhold their identity. Uh, another user uh, said... Um, that, that um he couldn't feel his legs and it lasted for up to an hour and a half uh, without warning. Uh, it happened to this man when he was crossing the street and his legs crumbled from beneath him. I had no control over them at all. I couldn't even bend at the knees. I began to drag my body off the street with just my arms with the help of a friend. Um, it isn't scientifically proven to be a side effect of wood-grown mushrooms, uh, but draft rules from the Oregon's psilocybin, advi- psilocybin Advisory Board, uh, which is the expert panel guiding state decisions on how it should be legally rolled out, uh, hint that even though it's a hypothetical risk, uh, they are going to do extensive research to find out which mushroom species could be causing it and which won't be available when they, uh, when they roll it out. Honest question. Do yeah. you really think that physical paralysis is taking place, or is it they're mental and they convince themselves? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that seems like they're just tripping balls and they think they're paralyzed. I, who hasn't been there? They have a list of mushrooms here that have that have, that have been associated with it, and it's a few different types. Because right. there have been... Um, um, Golden teachers? No, they're... they're uh, I know people, and so do you, who would probably know if that's what they're called, but these are... Like the scientific names. For oh, them. okay. So it's a aser So yeah, none of these make sense to, to me at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, it, we need it, the street names of them. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be curious um, when I go out to Denver because you know Denver decriminalized them as well. So I'm curious what the uh, capability of getting are, the, are they just out and about? Are they at stores? Are they? Uh, it's going to be very interesting. And this is. Once everything gets settled up with a marijuana, whether it's federal or local, I think this is the next wave. It's already happened in Denver. They're now doing it in Oregon. Uh, they did it outside of Detroit. So I think this will be the next thing. Uh, just drug by drug. We'll just yeah. knock them. Uh, we'll just knock them down sure. one by one. Uh, if you want to live in St. Pete or you do and are realizing that you can't afford to live here, uh, this could be good news. Uh, St. Petersburg and Pinellas County officials held a ribbon cutting uh, earlier this week for Skyway Lofts. It is a 65-unit affordable apartment community reserved for residents earning less than 80% of the area median income. Skyway Lofts is the first of many new affordable housing developments supported by new countywide partnership aimed at adding thousands of units to the area over the next decade. The county and city have approved nearly 900 affordable homes for funding support with the Penny for Pinellas uh, program in the last two years alone, with many currently uh, under construction by local developers. You can get a uh, one-bedroom apartment in this place for $390. Man. Uh, Across the street um, and pretty much everywhere else, one-bedroom apartments in downtown are going for $1,800. So... You got to prove that you don't make any money, oh. but it is good to know that uh, you know if you don't make any money, 
you can uh, you can still live in downtown St. Pete. They check your paychecks, or could we just say we work in radio and they'd be like, oh, okay. I think they do. I think oh. they do run it still. Right. Uh, sadly, oh, well. um, this would be tough to handle. I think a Florida woman won five point two five million dollars from a federal jury after a doctor used his sperm to impregnate her in 1997. Cheryl Rousseau and her husband only learned the truth when their now fully grown daughter, who was conceived via via artificial insemination, took a DNA test and found out that she was 100% that bitch. Uh, And also the daughter of John Boyd Coates, the third, the doctor, Coates, now 80 and retired, must cough up $250,000 in compensation and $5 million in punitive cost, according to the Vermont's jury district. Uh, Cheryl and Peter, who now reside in Florida, sought a donor because he had an, an ir- irreversible vasectomy. The couple chose Coates to handle their artificial insemination procedure and uh, thought they were getting a medical student as a donor. Uh, their attorney said Wednesday uh, that the jury's verdict was justified. What a um, wow! What, I mean, what a bizarre thing to and and what do you what do you think is behind that? Do you think it was a a mix up? He didn't he no. couldn't get the sperm he wanted. Is it a god complex? Yeah, it's it, just total god. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my baby whether you want it or not. Yeah. So there is another uh, there is another uh, woman out there. Uh, who say at least only one right now uh, saying that 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 he used his sperm for for their baby as well? So it's going to happen a lot. Clearly, more. clearly not the uh, you know it's it's not a rarity. Jeez. But why? I just don't get it. Just knowing in the back of your head, what a weird thing to get off on. Just knowing you've got kids out there roaming the world. Like you got to sign that uh, hippopotamus oath that says "do no harm," right? Yeah, you'd you'd like to think. Um, you know, the idea of there's always a, a good guy with a gun can always uh, sit, stop a bad guy with a gun. Yeah. Well. There was a story just like this in Colorado within the last year, and I just think it's something to think about right. um, if you are going to pull your gun out to stop a situation and and police may be on their way. A former high school football champion whose lawyer said he disarmed a gunman during a fight at a California restaurant and was uh, shot by police has remained in the hospital as of yesterday. Attorney Adante Pointer called Quan Green, who is 20, a hero who prevented a shooting inside the the La Victoria restaurant early Sunday morning, the police yelled, drop the gun without giving my client a second to understand what was going on or turn around and see what was going on or even drop the gun. He was shot multiple times. So this is a little different because he disarmed the guy with the gun. But, um, you know, that story in Colorado, the good guy with the gun shot the bad guy. And when the cops showed up, they shot the guy who had the gun. Oh, so man. you'd like to think it's as cut and dry as uh, stop the bad guy, get the gun, and everybody's safe. But um, you know that's not the case. And I and I do believe, and according to the words from the uh, from the the lawyer, there will be there there is a racial element in this case oh, as well. Man. So uh, I expect that we'll probably be hearing more of it. But it's um. It's a weird thing that when you think you're doing the right thing and saving a bunch of people's lives, uh, you could end up uh, being the dead one. Yep. Uh, two things to wrap it up. Do you have any interest in, in incorporating pizza flavors and your eggs? 
I'm intrigued. Yeah. I like eggs and I like pizza. Because this is the trend, at least of the last 48 hours, uh, with people becoming obsessed with recipes uh, for something called pizza eggs. Now, there are two different ways uh, that are being propagated out there. You can take your eggs, add in all your favorite pizza toppings yeah. right with your eggs, top it with a little red sauce, and melt cheese over it. Yeah. Another one, which, omelet. which sounds better to me, you actually physically take a piece of pizza, you dice it up, fry it up in the pan, and then scramble your eggs in with the pizza. Oh, snap. That's pretty sexy, right? Yeah, that's hot. And then we talked at length yesterday about the uh, about the Bruce Arian situation, um, and uh, this is a take, kind of, not that we haven't heard, but just another way to think about it when we talk about Bruce Arians as a man and, and what he's fought for uh, his entire career, um, you know, in, in the NFL. And uh, do you, I was trying to remember, do you know Emmanuel Ocho or... Do, no, we've interacted on Twitter before. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was a connection there. Seems but, uh, like a nice guy. But this is him uh, in his take. Okay. Bruce Arians has done more in one day than the Rooney Rule could do in 20 years. Because mm. what do I mean? Bruce Arians has set up a minority coach for success. The Rooney Rule has never done that. Bruce Arians is a wise man. Mm. He understands if I step down at the end of the season, one, Tom Brady may not come back. Two, we may not retain some of the free agents that are on the market looking to come join us. Three, that gives the ownership now an opportunity to go look for a different coach when the two best coaching candidates are sitting here on my staff, one being offensive coordinator Mm. Byron Leftwich, black man, two being defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, black man. Remember, Todd Bowles' relationship with Bruce Arians goes back. Todd Bowles was a defensive coordinator for Bruce Arians when Bruce Arians was a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals dating back to 2012. My brother was a linebacker on that Cardinals squad. Breach. So I like the succession plan because what we have learned is you cannot legislate desire. So this Rooney rule is trying to change legislation problem. You can't change the desire of those in hiring and firing positions. So Mm. if the NFL actually wants to see real change, tangible change, practical action, not just optics, but actually a difference in an outcome, it needed an action like what Bruce Arians did. Kind of an interesting take when, when you think about it because that is that is the thing. A lot of times uh, those are teams that aren't really going anywhere and maybe it is an optics thing to to actually set somebody up to go, uh, you know, a minority coach to go to the Super Bowl. That's not something that, that I'm sure we have seen in the NFL uh, at all. I mean, probably the closest thing would be uh, would be the Steelers with uh, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. When, uh, uh, what was his name? Ben Roethlisberger? No, the coach. Uh mm-hmm. Mustache. Cower. Oh, Bill, uh, Bill Cower. Bill Cower. When he stepped down. Probably the closest thing we've ever seen. So good well, on BA. Yeah, good on Tom Brady because uh, if he doesn't push yeah. Bruce Arians out of the coaching position, none of this happens. Good job, uh, Tom. We love you. See, that's, that. It, it is really unfortunate because I do believe that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.